Welcome back, everybody, to Chop for Time. Hope you're all doing well. It's uh, Thomas McClure and Pastor Ben with you again. Um, I'm sort of ready to dive into this again. How's things going? Listen, it's like 20 degrees. It's a little bit on the it's chilly cool. side. So, uh, yeah, let's let's do this. Let's dive into it. You doing yeah. all right this morning? Yeah, doing good. Still waking up a little bit, but, you know, sometimes you have mornings that are good and you just get going And then quickly. there's Mondays. And there's, yeah. yeah, Mondays. See, the funny thing is, like, back in... Back home when I worked in a church, Mondays was our day off. Right. Right. So you right. know we'd work Tuesday through Sunday, and then have Monday off. So uh, you know everybody always complained about Mondays all the time, and I was like, Mondays are great. Yeah. Like, yeah. This, this is the know, greatest thing ever. But yeah, so I have to get back into the swing of Mondays again. But do yeah. uh, you have a good weekend overall? I did. I did. We uh, just you know spent some time as a family. My daughter's getting ready to go back to you know she moves back to campus tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we spent some time together and just nice. uh, enjoyed each other's company, watched some movies, hung out, Very and good. then um, you know, yesterday had church. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday was busy, but yeah. it was it was a good busy is how I describe yeah. it. So yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed the morning. It was nice uh, to have Kennedy back with us, leading yeah. worship with us again. Um, you know, I think she'd been sorely missed with the quarantine and all that kind of stuff. It'd been so. eighty four years, eighty four since <laughs> yeah. she'd been here. <laughs> no, so. Um, so that was that was really great, and uh, obviously continuing our annual series, <laughs> year-long series. <laughs> yes, the year in, through uh, Ephesians, yeah. In the book of Ephesians, so we did three verses this week. Last um, last week it was two. We did. Let's just. I mean, but if we're being really detail-driven about it, we did one. We did one. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, we are uh, we're incrementally increasing the hmm. amount of scriptures that we're covering right. here. I'm right. sure we'll regress at some point as well and right. cover less, but hey. yeah. And obviously obviously, this week was a, a, a passage filled with bigger words and mm. heavier mm-hmm. hitting words. I know that you've been thinking and researching all of this kind of stuff flat out for the last couple of weeks. Yes. Figuring yeah. out how to tackle this one. And, yeah. and we've been talking about it a whole lot here. And it's, it's I mean, I'm tired. And I, I'm not even the one, I wasn't even the one preaching on it. We were just sitting talking about what, you know, predestination and election and yeah. all that kind of stuff in the Bible looks like. Um, but uh, I think, I mean, I think, oh, I just clinked. That's um, that's fine. Hey, listen, we are avid coffee, coffee drinkers. We are unapologetic about that. Yeah. Um, I think yesterday morning went really well. Um, and I'm, I, I was kind of glad that the uh, the primary focus of the passage was not on this one big theological debate that's so prominent these days mm-hmm. um, and kind of divisive or used pretty divisively yes. between yeah. two kind of opposite communities mm-hmm. um, who are all on the same team yeah, um, yeah. who very much disagree on this one thing and, and it becomes this huge ordeal uh, and you kind of brought that up the sort of Arminian position and the Calvinistic position yeah this Um, was you know we covered verses three through six right um so this is paul's introduction into really into this letter this is Mm -hmm. you know he's given the greeting now this is him setting the stage kind of for the remainder of the letter that he writes to the church at ephesus and the circulating letter to the churches at asia minor and he makes the statement in verse four you know, blessed be the God of our Father and Lord Jesus Christ, in whom we are blessed with every spiritual blessing mm-hmm. in the heavenly places. Introduce that as the context. That is the contextual foundation, because right. verses 3 through 14 mm-hmm. in the original language was one long run-on sentence. Right. 
And the very first statement there that he makes, in which is verse 3 mm-hmm. for us, sets the foundation for what he is talking about. Right. That being blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So that's the contextual foundation. Mm. Verses 4 through 14 is really Paul getting extremely excited right. under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Mm articulating and detailing to us what these spiritual blessings right. are. Yeah. So the balance that I struggled to find over these past couple weeks was you know because we we run across these two words in the consecutive mm-hmm. scriptures in verses 4 and verses 5 that we see the word that he chose us in verse 4 mm-hmm. from the b- before the foundations of the world and then in verse 5, we see the, and he has predestined us mm-hmm. to adoption mm-hmm. in Christ. And those are two words that we get really hung up on and, and really distract us. And that's what you're talking about, right. you know, from the Calvinism, Arminianism right. debate, uh, mm-hmm. the uh, doctrine of election versus mm-hmm. uh, free will. And it's right. sad that we even have to put the word verses in there. Right. But that that's kind of right. w- what we're dealing with. And... You know, you were looking through. I, I brought my notes yeah. in. It's like seven pages on the doctrine of election. Right. You know right. that I had taken over the past couple of weeks, and as the day got closer to me, you know, preaching this passage, the Lord just continued to what I felt like heighten my awareness to the fact of, hey, while choice, while election, mm. and while predestination are are most definitely biblical concepts. Right. And they are most definitely important mm-hmm. to us. If you build a whole message around that, that is not being true to what Paul was writing about here. Right. Right. It's it's not something that I wanted to brush under the rug mm. and act like wasn't there because mm. it is. But seeing it in the bigger picture of the context of Paul has just made this statement that the him choosing us and him predestining us for adoption are part of the spiritual blessings that he's talking right. about. Right. So that's that's kind of how I wound up settling and approaching yeah. it yesterday. Yeah. No, I, I quite like this passage and the way that you framed it as well of uh, that run-on sentence idea because mm-hmm. you can kind of hear the preacher in Paul at yeah. this point yeah. You know, because he, he says a phrase and then gets so fired up about it that he just keeps going yeah. You know, yeah. um, the whole way through. And I, I really appreciate that you, you primarily focused on, for the most part, verse 3. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, praise be to the God uh, and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. And you kind of outlined that basically this whole book and well, the whole Bible is all about being in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yes, you did bring in notes, and you said most of this was chopped. So you have like Just seven, about all of that, was seven chopped. pages yeah. of chopped content so this could end up being a longer one potentially <laughs> if we go through every, every page of it but um but yeah so the uh i've i've heard this before and this is i mean we can we can go into the other areas that sort of stood out to me but there was one thing that i remember hearing somebody say a while ago that kind of i don't necessarily disagree with but made me uncomfortable which was they said that you can find the elect in every page of the bible and and anytime i hear conversations about predestination personally i get a little bit sort of like you know <laughs> my shoulders go up and i'm like oh where's this 
what's going to happen. Because typically, the more heavily reformed community, unfortunately, tend to have a, a um, reputation of being quite aggressive mm-hmm. in their approach to how we talk about theologies of this, yeah. that, and the other. And I mean, you and I, are, and most of the leadership in the church here are more reformed thinkers as well. Well, I think that on both sides, mm-hmm. you look and there's danger involved um, because you know there there is a quite militant reputation uh, Mm -hmm. from from some of the more reformed community Mm -hmm. uh, that um, has an uber awareness of the theology of this this doctrine of election in particular but you go to the you know kind of the other side of that corn coin and the danger becomes the flippancy of we just make too big of a deal about things that really shouldn't be right. a big deal. Right. And and let's let's clarify that your theology and what you believe about God and what you believe who God is is not a minor thing. Right. It is not a minor thing. So there's danger in being in my opinion, danger in being too militant about it, mm-hmm. but then there's also this danger in not caring enough right. about it. Right. Right. Uh, and you know, from a Sunday morning standpoint, we mm-hmm. need to. You know, from my pastoral standpoint, I'm speaking to a range of people, all the way from those who don't know Jesus to those who may be new to the faith to mm-hmm. those who are growing substantially in their faith to some of the maybe the more mature mm-hmm. long-term believers mm-hmm. so you know we we have to really boil it down at that point to what is truly essential right and granted mm-hmm. my perspective on this could be wrong mm-hmm. so i'm not waving a banner that i'm right and everyone else is wrong at this point for our church in our setting, mm-hmm. the essential thing to me is not, are you a Calvinist or right. are you an Arminianist? Right. The essential thing to me is the question of who is sovereign over salvation. Right. And that's what I said yesterday. Right. You know, I, We kind of detailed a little bit about what Calvinists believe. Mm-hmm. We detailed a little bit about what Arminianists believe, but we mm-hmm. didn't go down that rabbit hole mm-hmm. because... I don't feel like that is the essential question at this point in time. Right. The essential question is, who is sovereign in mm-hmm. salvation? Right. Whether you believe it's 100% elect mm-hmm. or if it's 100% mankind's choice, mm-hmm. the essential question to me, in my opinion, is no matter which camp you're in, right. who does the work of salvation? Right. Um, because... That's the essential thing. That's what's right. the important thing is, is God right. the one who is sovereign over salvation? Yeah. Or do you believe that there's something that we as mankind can do mm. as human beings to become good enough, to right. work hard enough, right. to qualify ourselves? Because the playing out of whether God chooses individuals like boom, 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 you, 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 or there's an element of choice involved with us. To me, that becomes a, a moot point. Mm. If we can't agree that it's God and God alone who is sovereign over salvation. Right. Um, 
and that I mean that kind of ties in with what we've been talking about of probably in the last I mean especially all through the Psalms this mm-hmm. summer in the Psalms mm-hmm. uh, and in the Redeemer series is that this sort of refocus that it's all about Jesus um, it's all about Christ it's all about God mm-hmm. um, God is God and I am not you know that kind yeah. of phrase Amen. we keep coming yeah. back to yeah. um, and I mean you kind of ended off the rounded out the sermon with hopping back into Revelation again mm-hmm. of you've forgotten your first love um, and uh, you know we'll I, we'll probably keep coming back to that yep. passage. Yep. Um, but you know that adhering to good morals and you know focusing on being a good person and and upholding God's laws and all these kind of things. Great, do those. Those are good things. But if that becomes any higher than Jesus, we're we're it's pointless. Yeah, we've forgotten. Meaningless. It, we're we've turned to Ecclesiastes again. Right, you right. know, it's all meaningless. Right. Um. So yeah, I, it's such a. It, it was an interesting dynamic mm. of trying to find what I considered and felt comfortable with in my prayer time and my seeking, um, you know, God throughout this balance mm-hmm. in that message from yesterday. Because again, verse three. That's the foundation of it, man. Right, right. Um, blessed or praise be um, mm-hmm. to God, um, you know, the Lord, you know, the, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I stopped right there basically with that first word. Right. Um, right. Because that's that's a command that Paul's giving in a – it's not a passive-aggressive way, mm-hmm. but it's an indirect mm-hmm. command mm-hmm. of praise or bless God. Mm-hmm. That means to bring honor. It means to glorify, to magnify, and to make his name known and his name great. So we we have to recognize that, that before mm. any of this other spiritual, before he even starts talking about spiritual blessing, there is a responsibility on our part. So how are we doing with that? Mm. You know, and, and I think that no matter where you're at, you know, I mean, America right now, we're, we're, we're very alert. Right. And on high right. alert for what's happening in our country and has yeah. been happening, but that's that the, things are happening all around the world. Mm. That our reactions and the way that we respond and the way that we handle ourselves and the way that we conduct ourselves, all the way um, from the most egregious thing we could think about in public behavior mm-hmm. in the public realm and and opinion, all the way down to our thought life, right. Right. has to be run through this litmus test mm. of are you blessing God with that? Are mm. you honoring God with that? So yeah, that, that's, a, that's a huge, very weighty um, element of revel- uh, mm. relevance for us mm. right now, in my opinion. Right. And I didn't want to just read over that right. to get to the right. explanation of the choice or the right. predestination type right. thing. Yeah, no, I, th- I thought that was really good, especially with everything going on. I think refocusing mm-hmm. is always important yeah. because we do get so caught up on social media, on on the news or whatever it is. And I think just always recentering our, our focus to the winner. Yeah, and if, <laughs> we're, and if we're in Christ, if we are professing Christians, then there has to be a standard Mm. that his love is being shown through us in everything. Right. Yeah. Everything. And that was something Paul understood really well was just what the spiritual blessings looked like, Mm -hmm. you know, because there's so much talk. I mean, I mean, you've shared comments that have been um, given to you about, you know, the state of this country and where things are going and the concerns of, um, 
what's happening, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's, you know, freedom of speech or this, that or the other, and what happens if we get put in prison for preaching this, that or the other. And Paul had this really good understanding of spiritual blessings of, you know, his response to, well, if I get put in prison, what a blessing is that, that I get to start a prison ministry. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And just like all, not being like a blind optimist, but always trusting that God has a plan in something, you know, yeah. um, the underst- Even when we think that the world's falling apart. Yeah, absolutely. And and understand that we're talking about the excitement of his letter that he's yeah. writing here. And mm-hmm. he's talking about um, being blessed with every spiritual blessing in the mm-hmm. heavenly places. This is being penned by a man who is in prison. Right, yeah. He's writing this from captivity. Yeah. Right. Um, and so we have to look beyond situations. We have to right. look beyond circumstances because we are so guilty, you and I included, mm-hmm. of... Of, of obtaining our joy right. from the situations that we face, right. the the things that's going on around us. And, and that's what Paul is saying. He's like, listen, refocus. Mm-hmm. You know, Keep your focus on Christ because spiritual blessings most always, right. most always, not 100%, but most always will differ from physical blessings. Right. And I said that's one of the things I think we struggle with when we're talking about being blessed by God is mm-hmm. that our definition of being blessed by God will often differ from the actual blessings right. of God. And and we think of that financial blessing, Almost that always financial relational blessing. breakthrough, yeah. right. uh, that job, that right. whatever, and that, that healing, the physical right. healing, emotional healing, whatever. You know, That's the kind of blessings we mm-hmm. think about. Uh, but then Paul starts detailing what these spiritual blessings look mm-hmm. like. And that then that's when he in verse four in verse four says that, you know, he has chosen us from before the foundation of the world. Right. And and again, that's one of those words that we get hung up on and it mm-hmm. becomes divisive. Right. Uh, and God gets no glory out of ugly division, especially right. amongst his people. Right. Um, but Choice is not God making a choice and God choosing is absolutely nothing new. Hmm. He chose the nation of Israel right. to be a blessing to the other nations. Right. He chose Abraham to make a covenant with. He chose hmm. Moses as the deliverer of his people out of Egyptian bondage. Jesus chose the 12 disciples mm-hmm. to follow him. Jesus in John 15 makes the statement as they're in the vineyard. Walking in his final hours, right. he makes this statement that you didn't choose me, but I chose you. Mm. God choosing is not something new. Right. It's all throughout the Bible. Yeah. But then, right. us making choices is also throughout both the right. Old and the New Testament, right. and that's one of the um, you know, one of the points that I made yesterday, and and we'll get get a little bit deeper into that here in just a second. But election. Mm-hmm. And will man, man having a will that God has given us, are both biblical. Mm. They're both biblical, right? Um, and I think that one of the one of the things that we see in this verse four is that we have to understand that there is a level of mystery here that we're right. never going to understand, right? As we get a look into eternity past here. Mm-hmm. God's saying that before the foundation of the world, before anything was created, mm-hmm. we don't understand everything about what he has created that we can right. see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yet we somehow anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So there's an element of mystery here before 
mm. the foundation of the world. Before right. any of this was created, right. God was thinking about us. God right. chose us as believers. He mm. made that choice. So there's an element that we have to admit that I'm never going to understand. Right, which I've always found there's two responses to. Because um, there's two types of people when it comes to biblical mysteries, in my opinion. There's the ones who say, well, that's not okay. I need to understand this. Like, I need to know how this works for, for my sanity, for my faith. I need to know mm-hmm. what's happening. And then there's the other camp, which always makes me think of my mother, which is just, okay, I'll, I'm, I know God's good. Yeah. And that's that's fine. Yeah. You know, and doesn't need to dive in too much, probably sometimes too much the other way, but it's just like, you know what? I'm not going to, mm-hmm. I don't need to wrestle with this too much. I don't want it to distract from my faith. I love God. I know he's good. So whatever this looks like, great. Yeah. You know, and whereas, I, think, I think there's a third camp as well. I think there's ones that, who accept some portions mm-hmm. with blind faith and just say, okay, that's fine. Right. I, I can, I'm willing right. to accept that. But then there's other things Other within things. the right. within the Christian faith that right. we feel like we have to understand completely. Mm. And I think, you know, and I, I mentioned this yeah. yesterday too, most of us, if we're Trinitarians, mm-hmm. then we believe that God is a triune being. Mm-hmm. He is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And none of us have a clue mm-hmm. as to the practical yeah. outplaying right. of that. We can't I understand it. We can't describe it. We don't know how it works. But yet we're like, okay, that's mm-hmm. something that we're never going to understand. And we're okay with that. Mm-hmm. How Jesus was fully God and fully man at the same time. Right. We have no way of mm-hmm. wrapping our minds around that. But for some reason, we'll go. Okay, we're 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 fine with that. Yeah. We'll, we need. Yeah, we're still going to pursue it. We're still going to study it. But we understand that we're never right. going to fully grasp this. Right. But then, when it comes to this election mm. or this predestination versus the will mm. and choice that's been given to man, we're like, well, we have to understand that. Right. Right. So you know, it's just right. to me, it, it's interesting that we would we tend to pick and choose things that we mm-hmm. feel like we have to understand and that we don't, mm-hmm. even in the midst of the same book. Right. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Before we dive into like things that were cut, there are two other things I'd love to mention real quick that stood out to me. Um, uh, one of them, one of them you've kind of touched on already was just the 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 uselessness of bickering amongst yeah. ourselves yeah. and the damage that that does. Um, to the church, especially when it's done in the public sphere. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I think, you know, debating and making sure that we can refine each other, ironing sharp, iron sharpening iron to um, make ourselves, you know, refine our theology is good. Yeah. But when it becomes divisive and aggressive and all that kind of stuff, it's just so detrimental. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one little thing that, you know, I would love to see the Western church get better at because the amount of church splits that happen and um, back home and here is just ridiculous. There's a town back home that has it's like got it's about the size of Grayson, you know, six, seven thousand people, and has five Presbyterian churches, all splitting from each other. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's it's a shame. It's it's terrible that you know, we all just abandon our communities because we have this theological difference as opposed to trying to work it out. Um, and the other thing that stood out, um, if I can remember what it was. Um, was 
uh, oh yeah, that that Paul describes us being predestined as a blessing. Mm-hmm. So as much as it's something that we wrestle with and something that can make us uncomfortable, we have to understand that Paul is writing this from an understanding that this is a good thing. Yeah, something that we should be celebrating, right? And that should lead us to worshiping God, right? And that's yeah, that that's so accurate. Mm. Of it should lead us into humility, right? And and that's the with both that we talked about the dangers of mm-hmm. both being militant about believing this or being so passive mm. that it doesn't really matter. Right. Both are statements of pride. Right. Right. Yeah. And neither one of those has a place in a relationship with God. True. Our pride. So if it's so prideful that it really doesn't matter, yeah, that's just us kind of wanting to not have a personal obligation to study to show ourselves approved. Right to mm-hmm. seek some of the deeper things of God that we don't understand. And we right. just want to passively be able to just say, and I'm just going to love, right. which is what we're called to do. Right. But we're also called to seek him first. Right. And then all yep. of these things will be added to. But if we take this posture of militantism mm-hmm. and almost um, a, a confrontational nature about those who disagree with you, right then you are putting off this air that you have the deeper level of understanding right. than what anyone else does or the person that you're talking about. Right. That's pride. Mm-hmm. So Paul is, you're exactly right, yeah. Paul is giving us these these examples of here is why God is to be praised. Here is why you should be humbled. Because right. even before you, as minuscule mm-hmm. and as tiny as you are, even before the foundation of the world, God still chose you. Yeah. And that should humble you. That should drive us, each and every one, to our knees in worship and adoration of the majesty of God and how right. big he is. But yet, right. he still thought about us. Right. Yeah. It's mind-blowing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so I know we're, I mean, we're, we're, we're running on on time a little bit, but I'd love to dive into things that you, yeah. more things that you chopped. Yeah, I, I think that... Um, you know, we we know that it's a mystery. Right. And we have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. But, again, we can't just wash our hands and go, that's something that we're never going to understand, so I'm not going True. to look at it. There are elements of that mystery that should serve to draw us closer mm-hmm. to God because it's, a, it's an honor and a glory of kings to hide things, but mm-hmm. it's the glory of those who, you know, it's the glory of those who to pursue it, to seek them out. Mm-hmm. So there's this this tension that we have to live in of um, now but not yet. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we, what kind of state that we live in with spiritual blessings. And that's what we have to look at the choice and the, the predestination to adoption as, is there's going to be an element of mystery always because... Mm-hmm. God. Right. You know, and really, um, the problems that we have with this, there are problems. Mm. They're not a problem on God's end. Mm. I mean, let's just be honest right. about it. It's right. not a problem to him. So I think that what we have to do is is make sure that our focus remains on him and the things that we know that this passage teaches us mm-hmm. about that. So it's a mystery, mm-hmm. but yet we can't just write it off as that. We have to mm-hmm. seek out what we know. And, and one of those things that we see is that God is perfectly loving, mm-hmm. that he loves us. And that verse 4 and 5 both talks talks about the love right. that God has for us. And then also how gracious he is to mm-hmm. us. And we see that in verse 6 
talking about his grace. We're going to see it even more in verses 7 and 8 coming up next week about his glorious, amazing grace that we are so, so undeserving of. Mm. Um, and then, you know, if we go back to Psalms and what we were talking about in Psalm 115.3, God will do what he pleases. Right. Right. He'll show, and this is not Psalm, but he'll show favor on who he has favor, and he won't on who he doesn't want to. Right. And that's difficult for us to swallow, and mm. it's impossible for us to wrap our minds around, and we may not think it's fair. We may not think it's just. Again, he's God. Right. We're not. Yeah. One of my favorite sayings is that God is gooder than fair. Yeah. You know, sometimes yeah. we think, oh, that's not fair. This isn't fair. Well, that's fair. This is fair. But the ultimate thing is God is good. So anything he does is good, and we have to... Um. Kind of like what you're saying. We have to blindly accept it, but seek understanding as to why he's doing yeah. what he's doing at the yeah. same time. Um, it kind of comes back to that thing about David being a man who was um, a man after God's own heart who sought God in everything. Um, and I think as much as we don't under- as much as I don't understand predestination and free will at all, and it's I do have to continuously challenge myself not to wash my hands of it, but to continue to seek God in that because there's probably a huge amount of wisdom and good stuff that can come out of understanding the the blessing of yeah. predestination do you yeah. know what I mean yeah. um, even if it takes my whole life and even if at the end of my life I don't understand it the fact that I can spend my life seeking God in that mm-hmm. is obviously a worthwhile thing doing yeah. and we yeah. have to recognize the fact that Paul led with this too mm-hmm. as he started detailing every spiritual blessings in the heavenly places mm-hmm. he led with God's choice and right. him predestining us for adoption. Whatever right. that looks like in a practical playing out, right. that's what he led with. So obviously there's a level of importance to it mm-hmm. that we need not dismiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think this also just highlights what we kind of, going back to earlier in our conversation, what we consider to be essential. I think this highlights the need for, for the gospel. Mm-hmm. and us to deepen our understanding, deepen our appreciation, and deepen our gratefulness for the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that God would come for sinners like us mm-hmm. and die on our behalf. So that, And we talked about being blameless and holy um, you know, in that. That's, the, that's what Paul's talking about is like we have been predestined to adoption so that we could be blameless and holy right. before him to bring him glory. Mm-hmm. Um, Without Christ, without the gospel, without him being sovereign over salvation, and salvation only being through him, blamelessness and holiness in our lives are positional statures, statuses that we'll never achieve mm. in and of ourselves. Yeah. So this should heighten our awareness of our need for the gospel. Right. Uh, and then I, I just also think that we have to, again, zero in on the two words, in Christ. Because let's say, let's go out on a limb and say you're 100% election. That's your theology. Mm -hmm. Well, then if that's your theology, then it's in Christ. Mm -hmm. Let's say that you're 100% about the will of mankind. Mm -hmm. Then guess what? That will is made possible in Christ. So let's let's funnel this thing down here and Mm -hmm. let's not get caught up on the two limbs that we may be walking out on here one of a hundred percent election one a hundred percent will of mankind and let's funnel it down to what they have in common right and that they're both in christ yeah 
whichever biblical theology that you, because they're both biblical, mm-hmm. whichever one you're aligning yourself with currently, boil it down to the common denominator. Right. And that's they're both in Christ. Mm-hmm. When you can boil something down, what you can boil it down to is the essential part. Right. In my opinion. Yep. So. Yep. No, I, I think that's good. Uh, again, it just recenters that focus of, you know, do we learn the, the theologies of this, that, or the other to prove other people wrong, or do we do it because Christ? Yeah. You know, um, no, I think, yeah, always circling back to him being the reason why we seek anything mm-hmm. is is good. It's good. Um, and that the, the revelation and that power, that passage is so powerful out of mm-hmm. Revelation too. It's like, listen, I know your works. You know, I know what you do is good. You don't put up with false teaching. You don't right. in, entertain false apostles. You've persevered. You've endured. You're doing, you're, you're doing great. Right. But guess what? You forgot your first love. Yeah. You've lost your focus. Yeah. Mm, that's just chilling. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you have any other other than other things you chopped out or any other? I know, uh, we could sit here and talk yeah, about I mean, this I know you're kind of stuff like the all day. Page but, of this yeah. stuff. Uh, but, but I think for the for this, yeah, we're good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd love to wrap up wrap up on the thing that you kind of closed on the other or yesterday, which was um, that no matter what your view on predestination or or free will is, it should not change our mission. Right, you know the Great Commission yeah. of being yeah. to go out and tell people about Jesus mm-hmm. because we don't know who's been predestined and who hasn't. So you, you sort of you repeated it a few times of to go out and share the gospel indiscriminately, yes. which I think is a great term and a great phrase of going out share the gospel indiscriminately to everybody. Yeah. So let's let's play really quickly here. Mm-hmm. Let's go back out on these limbs mm-hmm. and say that you're out on the limb of 100% will of mankind. Right. And, and that choice. Mm. If that's the case, then you should be evangelizing like there is no tomorrow. Right. Because each and every person you see right. is the target of God's love. Right. And his salvation. Right. So there's yeah. no reason not to evangelize right. and share the good news right. in all settings, all opportunities. Apathy should not be a word that's used to describe, right. even though that's accurate in so many of our lives when it comes yeah. to evangelism. So you need to be doing it there. Let's go to the other limb, and let's talk about 100% election. If mm-hmm. that's where you align yourself, okay, fine. Right. Here's my question. If it is 100% elect, who determines who is elect and who's not? God. Right. Who knows who's elect and who's not? God, not right. us. Right. So that means that I have no filter. Mm-hmm. No lens that I can see through to see if they've got a big green E on their chest right, right. to show me that they're elect or they're not. Mm-hmm. So if I don't know, then my responsibility should still be to share the gospel urgently mm-hmm. with 100% of the people right. that I encounter. Right. Because if they if it is a pure election, non-elect kind of thing... I'm not the one who determines that. Mm. I'm not the one who has insight into that. Mm. I don't know these things. So we, regardless of what camp you fall into or if you fall right into the middle, wherever, Mm. our mission and the command of Jesus Christ is to share the gospel indiscriminately with all people, period. Right. Yeah. No, I think think that's great. 
I feel yeah. like I'm preaching again, man. This is oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but hopefully that that's something that our small groups can all sort of encourage one another to do, yeah. regardless of what they believe. With you know, and something in, first church family, look, just be prepared. Something we have to get better at as a church true. is evangelism. Right, we have to be better at evangelism, and we will. Yeah, we will be. And we're definitely. I mean, there's there are things going on in staff meetings behind the scenes where we're talking about yeah new things that we yeah. can do and, and what we can do for our community and something to be praying for for yeah, sure absolutely because um, that's literally the one thing that jesus told us to do yep um well love him and love your love neighbor. people yeah, yeah. Go, <laughs> so, go go yeah, go go tell people about him yeah so uh yeah i mean that's a good challenge to end the podcast with for sure but thank you so much go for sharing your us. faith and uh, we'll chat to you again next week see you guys